Is it your dream to become a professional wrestling superstar, manager, or referee? Well, you can make that dream a reality by training with Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Learn from former WWE superstar and NXT coach Eugene Nick Dinsmore. Classes are training right now, so go to MidwestAllPro.com and click on training to enroll today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is DJ Barbecue with our other host, the Tiger Man and Cole Dawson here on the Coda I Radio Network. Today on BTC Uncut Live, we talk huge wrestling. And when I say huge, that doesn't explain it one bit. We have a jam-packed week of our wrestling wars reignited on Wednesday, Monday today, August, September 30th is the start of the big week. We got Raw tonight, MLW, Tuesday, Impact, Wednesday with the big revamp of the wars, NXT on USA and AEW debut on TNT, Thursdays the NXT UK, Fridays is SmackDown with TO5 Live, and then a wide variety of other shows from AAA, Ring of Honor, NWA, which will end eventually go to Tuesdays, October 8th. Uh, we have New Japan Pro Wrestling. And while this is wrestling and just a numerous amount. Gentlemen, the platform is yours. Take it away. Well, firstly, let me take you back to, uh, to the 90s where we got uh, in WCW. We had one Scott Hall and Kevin Nash infiltrate the uh, the system of WCW and bring bring a war to the wrestling industry that no one else can ever define. Um, it was a great time for wrestling. It really peaked up. Uh, it made stars out of people that weren't. Um, and let's hope that we can capitalize on that once again. Um, I, for one, am very saddened that we don't have a key moment like that that's going to spark this war. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we never know. You never know what's going to happen. We could uh, turn on AEW, and in a week or two, all of a sudden, some big-name guy who's been out of the business for a while from Chicago shows up on TV and next thing you know, we actually have a real war on our hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> things could be interesting. I, I think what's the thing that made the war in the nineties, such a big deal was that contracts weren't really a thing. I mean, the very first episode of Monday Nitro, Lex Luger walks out on national television. He's in WCW. He, but we just, he was just on WWE last week. Yeah, the what happened? Yeah, we didn't have contracts. And so now it's a little bit different. Everyone's kind of signed up. But there are a few big names out there that can make a big splash. Um, but I, I think what's just going to be exciting is that 
we're about to have dozens of talents on TV that people don't necessarily know who they are in the mainstream of wrestling fandom. And so we're going to get to see uh, MJF and, you know, we get to see Candice LeRae getting her, her big spotlight on the national product. We get to see Walter. We get to see all these incredible talents that aren't household names and they're going to get to make their name for themselves. Meanwhile, we get Chris Jericho without a script and that can all, you know, and gold dust without a script or whatever Dustin's going to be called. You know, I think it's going to be great. And I think there's a lot of things that could happen that uh, aren't going to stifle the excitement after a month. If we take it back to the WCW time, what is uh, the one thing that you're kind of hoping that they use as that as a blueprint for this week's, especially for Wednesday? And I mean, even even tonight, uh, you know, they're revamping Raw with a new set, new uh, new stage presence, everything. I think the one thing they really need is on both sides. They need a really big name drop. They need someone to come in that everyone hasn't seen in a while, like CM Punk, uh, which Cole kind of referred to. Uh, they, they need someone there to draw the eyes to it, to, to say, hey, this is a superior product because we got this wrestler. Like with WCW, we had Holland Nash. When we saw them come out, they were instant main event. Uh, Scott Hall never made that level in WWF, but as soon as he like came out of the curtain of WCW, he was instant main event, no matter what. Right. Well, the best part about that was that he didn't come out the curtain. He came in through the audience, and in his normal street clothes and whatever. It's one of the most brilliantly just executed things in the history of the wrestling business. You really didn't know if it was real or if it was fake. And if he would have walked down the curtain, everyone would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, he signed a contract. He's with us. But he jumped over the barricade in the middle of a match and said, hey, I'm here, bro, and I'm not alone. It, it was such a cool moment. And, and yeah, I agree that with John, with Moxley kind of giving that away already, you know, we already knew Moxley's coming. They announced it, and he's already been on TV a little bit of that surprise factor was gone, but we did get that big surprise. On it was just on a pay per view. Yeah, I, I missed Moxie. I, I thought that was a work. Moon, I thought that was a work. I thought he was still going back to the WWE, like the, I like they all said. I would say he's a he's a big name. The Shield was one of the biggest things in the last you know ten or so years in professional wrestling. The Shield really was over. And yeah, let's be fair. They buried the guy in the mid card for years after the Shield, when clearly, in my eyes, he was the real star of that group. But right. I, yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, you give a guy like that, or, or let's, uh, what's his name, the Ten guy, Tyler, <laughs> Ten Ten Ty Ten, Dillinger that guy, Spears, Sean Spears. Yeah, yeah, Sean Spears. I mean, he was like a joke comedy gimmick on TV on WWE, you know, doing Ten. Yeah, and then he shows up and he hits Cody with the steel chair and he's being a badass heel and he's got one of the four horsemen with him and I mean he's just completely reinvented and I already see him as a as an upper mid card, you know, like a, a guy who could be in the top of the card and I buy him totally and completely. Whereas in WWE I was like, All right, next That was uh what he was saying in an interview with Chris Van Vliet was uh credibility. 
And just yeah. by those little things gave that uh, character credibility. But yeah, I think the the best thing that we're getting out of AEW is we're going to get to see what some of these talents can do if they're not super micromanaged, if they're given a little bit of freedom, and if they're really treated like superstars. Like Moxley, I, I think he's got the personality, he's got the promos, his in-ring work is good enough that he could be a big star in the wrestling business. What's your opinion there, Dave? Honestly, uh, I'm more excited to see Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus than I am Moxley. <laughs> that's fair, but they're really exciting. But that's, again, it's another young, a really young kid who's who's getting paired with a guy who's got more experience. And Luchasaurus has been on TV before. He's been there. He's huge, and he's incredibly athletic. I, I That's maybe the tag team that I'm most excited about in wrestling right now. Did you know that they actually started at the same time? But, you know, obviously Jungle Boy was, like, probably in high school or middle school at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, that, if you listen to interviews, that was also Dusty's idea with the whole, like, kind of like the Luchasaurus idea. He just kind of fine-tuned it right now with what he has. But that was one of his original ideas, and it wasn't supposed to have his hair out. And he kind of, on an interview, he said that he took uh, his ideas from um, and his critique from Kane. Kane would sit down to him and he talked to him about what he should do and what what uh, he should not do um, with the kind of you know being a big man monster type, um, you know slow movement kind of you know you don't need to do a lot just to make it look like you're you know a big deal, a big uh, main event. Well, I don't know that he took that one to heart because this guy's doing flips and dives and crazy shit. He's really impressive. <laughs> I, I, the only thing, the only, here's my only concern about the wars because to me, I, I know it's not a popular opinion, but when I go back and I think about the Monday Night Wars and the Attitude Era, I think it's the most overrated, shitty era of professional wrestling that there ever was because the in-ring product was so effing bad. Like every match ended in a giant cluster and there were no real finishes and it was just gang warfare. And it was really, it wasn't exciting for me. Like I didn't really enjoy the attitude era as much as everyone else did. And it was the era where we started hot shotting everything all the time. And all of a sudden, everybody's on Monday Night Raw every single week. The champion's not that important. They're just with the rest of the talent because we're trying to steal ratings points. So we got to have Stone Cold in four segments, and we got to have him with The Rock and with Mick Foley. And we and it, it just like people start to lose what's special about them after a while. And I'm really hoping that's not going to happen because that's really what's worked so great for NXT for all this time. It was definitely the uh, the death of the jobber, the that, uh, the the birth of the the title changing hands every week on Monday. Yep, got a pop rating. Right. Yep, that's uh, I, I do miss the the build up to the championship matches. Uh, now it's beginning to be like like a lot of events just don't matter anymore. Now we got King of the Ring on on Raw. We got. The, the Royal Rumble winner doesn't really even matter anymore. Survivor Series, what's going on with that? Um, <laughs> the, there's, there's just so much of the old school WWF stuff that doesn't exist anymore and doesn't matter. And Cole's right, the, um, the Attitude Era is what kind of led up to that. 
well, I miss when the titles meant something. You know, why why is the Intercontinental title never on a show, either if it's Raw or SmackDown? Why why is it that and people are going to critique me when they listen to this, which is fine, and I and I encourage them to do that. But you know, I'm from South Dakota. I like Brock Lesnar, but it's been overdone and, and and overplayed. I mean, he's already been a champion how many different times and how many times does he not show up? Now they're doing it again. Thus, I think that's the reason why these networks need to quit um, having control, but yet they're the ones giving the company money, and I think what it leads to is is that um, you have investors, and I think that was the downfall. When he went public, I think that kind of, I mean, yeah, they make a ton of money now being a privately, you know, uh, company um, with investors and all that because, you know, it's PG and they make a lot of money with the kids and toys and all that, but I, I think that's kind of the downfall. I disagree. I, I think we need Lesnar as a champ. I, I think I think wrestling's always been at its peak when we had a nice hill champ. And there's there's no one else on the roster that could carry the, the shows like Lesnar can. Kofi can't cut it. He didn't he did not step up from everyone rooting for him. Well I'm not gonna deny like, that. There was so many people just rooting for Kofi just after that uh, the hell in the cell. Everyone rooted for him to go over Daniel Bryan. He gets the title, and he just doesn't step up. No one wants a champion that throws pancakes out of his tights anymore. No one wants that. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm glad you said that. I was going to say the same thing, Dave. I 100% think that Brock Lesnar is the absolute best thing that WWE has going for them. And the fact that he's not on TV on a regular basis is what makes him special and stand out. It's like these fans today have been so conditioned to, oh, we should be having title matches all the time. And and so when we have someone who's not there, you know, wrestling five, 52 weeks a year, they go, oh, well, this guy's dumb. He's not putting in the time. He's not putting in the work. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what happened in New Japan for while Okada was the champion? He defended the title less than Brock Lesnar did in the same amount of time. Most people don't realize that or know that or pay attention to it, but Okada only defended the title five or six times in his year and a half too. So, like, in Japan, it's okay, and everyone, you know, uh, is lining up to talk about how great he is, but at the same time, Brock does the same thing, and it's like, yeah, oh, he's not a fighting champion. He doesn't deserve it. I Yeah, I'd rather see Brock as the champ. And... and to Dave's point earlier about big names, well, SmackDown's about to move to to Fox, a network television show. And first night, you got Brock Lesnar and The Rock is going to be on SmackDown. That was just confirmed. So I, I think these companies are trying to make a big splash and, and change the game. Now talking about special attraction wrestlers like Brock Lesnar, let's call him what he is. He's a special attraction. He attracts people exactly. to the show. To watch it on television. There was another similar superstar uh, WWF used way back when too to do that, and that was Andre the Giant. Yes. Well, even back then when Hogan was the champion, how many times did Hogan wrestle on Saturday Saturday morning wrestling? Hogan wrestled on the main event, the you know the big events on 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 TV. That was it. He didn't. He wasn't there wrestling, you know, Skinner or you know, some whatever other job guy, Iron Mike Sharp on on Saturdays. So I don't. It's just, yeah, it's just a good. It's a good lit litmus test of the way things have changed and not for the better always. Do you blame the technology 
because back then you didn't have these these many networks. You didn't have these many um, access points to have wrestling or have it distribute out to your customer base. I don't. I don't necessarily blame technology. Like I, you know, people want to blame Vince McMahon for killing the business, right? Because he killed all the territories. But this TV thing, national TV, was going to happen no matter what. Like he just was the first one who embraced it, and he beat everybody to the punch. And and I just think that the Monday Night Wars, when everyone got so caught up in what the ratings were on Monday night, and saying WCW's winning, WCW's winning. Everyone started trying to outdo the other company instead of just putting on a good show. Like you had things like WCW did the finger poke of doom or they had Medusa throw the title in the trash or they gave away Hulk Hogan versus Goldberg on a Monday night show with very little promotion because just weeks after they lost the ratings for the first time. And they won the rating that night, but then their company folded after that. So, right. well, I mean, it, I'll I'll agree with you guys on that one with with the the actual story base to the build up. Uh, you know, I like a good championship storyline. I like how it you know it gets built up, and you don't have to have the the championship you know defended every night. But I think from what I'm thinking is is I'd like to see the champion at least on one segment once a week. Um, well, actually, I shouldn't say once a week, but like. You know, at least the majority time of of the month, um, but not on both shows like they've done. For an example, with SmackDown and Raw, it just keeps being overkill. I agree. What do you? What do you, are you still with us, Dave? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things where should he have the nets? Should he uh, have promos? Should he have a match? Like, like, how far do you go with that? Um, I think as long as they throw up a picture of him with the belt and say, Brock Lesnar will be wrestling so-and-so at this pay-per-view, that's all you need. You, you don't need to see him wrestle every week or every other week. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be okay if he was there for more promos. I, I You know, he, if he was there 20 times a, a year, I'd be, you know, even 25, 30 times a year, I'd be okay with it. But... For the most part, Paul Heyman's the promo guy. Yeah. Not like yeah. Brock's doing the promos anyway. Right. And when he did do the promos, it, it I mean, uh, if he if he ever hears this, which I, I don't know, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> you're South Dakota boy. Uh, I respect you, and I've, I've met you when you were in high school wrestling, but um, you're not that, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not in the business to critique him, but I just don't think it, like, it works with his persona, his look, for having him actually talk. I think it's better that he's had Paul Heyman. Uh, talk for him, um, Brock. This is uh, this is coming from Tiger Man and Cole. We believe in you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let this naysayer say anything, okay? Right. Don't let him get you down. <laughs> um. So, go from Brock Lesnar being a spectacle. What is it that not just because it's AEW, but you have all these other promotions moving, making big plays? What do they need to do? to counter-react what WWE uh, is going to do or what we expect them to do? First of all, are they making big plays? I mean, that, with the technology, it's so accessible. Uh, anyone can have a YouTube channel. Anyone. Right. Uh, anyone can make an app to have you know their, their event playing. It's so easy nowadays. 
Right. So in order to like actually like say you're putting in like a big play, like there, there's gonna be a lot of money behind it, and it has to be you know just ongoing. What do you think with uh with you know Anthem buying, and that's the company that owns Impact Wrestling, and then they have you know um you know the Dallas Mavericks owner and uh, Steve Harvey with HDNet and Access TV. They went out and did a big play and got Access TV thinking, you know, if we can't get a network deal, why don't we just buy one? And so now you have <laughs> Impact on Tuesdays on Access TV, which is not really a network television like, you know, Fox is, but at least it's a cable network that's been, you know, out pretty well known with other promotions. Would you consider that as a big move? Is it a big move? It depends what they do with it. I mean – no one's tuning into the Pursuit Network to watch wrestling. Right, and I didn't even know that that was even a network. Yeah, exactly. Yes, but now it's been established for the last few years that access is where you go for wrestling. And so I do think it's a move. I think it's really the second step in their plan because if – I don't know if you've watched much Impact in a while, Dave, but it's such a better product over the last year or so than it had been for – Years, oh, really. It is. I I agree one hundred percent. It's an amazing show, and people are missing out on it. But if the show's not in front of people and people don't know it exist, it doesn't. The the quality of it is like irrelevant. Oh, for right. sure. But I think access is going to help get it back in the limelight to a certain degree. Now, I I still agree there needs there needs to be more that happens. But, I mean, for my money, they have one of the absolute biggest star budding stars in the business in Tessa Blanchard. She yeah. is absolutely incredible and is going to be a huge star. And it's great that she's there and that they have someone to build the show around now. And I really like Brian Cage as well. I mean, you look at the guy, and he's a monster. I mean, he just looks like a monster. He doesn't and move he, like a monster. He moves well, like, no, uh, like not a, at all. a lightweight. Yeah, he's... He's so athletic and impressive and the moves that he does. and I mean, he's like he, – he's it, it's like they brought back an old-school style body guy, but they put, you know, Dynamite Kid inside that body. <laughs> and so right. now you've got and, a guy that can do all this. I saw him almost uh, kill a fan. Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess a fan, like, spit in his face. Oof. And he like went after him. They had to get like all this security like to to like escort the fan out. Mm -hmm. And he uh, he actually jumped over the barricade and like he tripped, but he was going after the guy. They had like twenty guys in between him and the guy. Wow. Like I just want to yeah, say had, though, um, we had that at SmackDown Live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. If any of you guys listen to this, and I'm not talking about the gentleman that you know is part of the show, hosting the show here. Um, any of you listeners or viewers of this show that's either on YouTube or any of the podcast platforms, don't spit at the talent. They are go if they're heels, they're going to antagonize you, guaranteed. If they're faces, you know they're gonna high five you or whatever. But if they go and antagonize you, don't spit at the wrestlers. You're not doing anything for yourself other than being an idiot. I mean, I would I just say in general, don't spit at people. But right, right, no, but I mean, but definitely don't spit at a wrestler. Right, and I mean, or, or it's just like that. By, by all means, spit, spit at Cage because uh, the, the chances are, if you're watching a wrestling show and he's wrestling at the show, he's probably gonna kill you. 
Well, it's just like with uh, with Fatu, Jacob, from MLW. Some fan thought it would be, you know, he got froggy and went on the other side of the barricade and started pointing his finger, talking, you know, complete crap to him. And here comes Jacob Fatu, like a steamroller, like a skid loader at, you know, jetpack speed and just knocked him out. Don't go over the barricade. Don't. You don't piss off a Samoan, yeah. first of all. Well, yeah, that's definitely. You don't want to piss off a Samoan or a redhead. Um or your, or if you're married, your wife, because that's just you know not smart. But uh, it might be fun, but it's not smart. But yeah, don't. I mean, in general, don't spit on anybody. Yes, you're right, Cole. I'm I, I'm an idiot for not you know clarifying that. But <laughs> don't spit at the talent because you're basically gonna either a if you're lucky get kicked out, or b you're gonna have a locomotion steel uh, train engine like cage come after you at full speed. Yeah, it's just insane that in 2019 people still think they can fight wrestlers. It's amazing. No, I <laughs> bought just... a ticket. I can do what <laughs> yeah. I want. I mean, there's just enough carny left in the professional wrestling business that if you hop that guardrail or you try to fight a wrestler, you're going to get decked. Like, you, you just are. You try to get in the ring, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. You're. It's not going to end well for you. Don't do it. Well, the Hall of Fame this year. Did you guys see that? Yeah, that guy's actually from yeah. Nebraska uh, around the Lincoln and Omaha or somewhere area. He, uh, I did a little research on that uh, when that was happening. He actually was the idiot that was an MMA that was stalking his opponent to the point to where it was like if you had an ex-girlfriend or vice versa, ex-boyfriend, that wouldn't leave you alone. Like, he was, he's, wow. he's, yeah, he's just, he's an idiot. Yeah, I actually had one of my buddies who was part of the you know original PWG crew, uh, super bad Vince. He uh, lives in Omaha now, and he trains jujitsu out there. And so he runs around circles, you know, in, in that know this guy, and he's been around this guy. And yeah, he's a nut, man. The guy's insane. I just can't. But you watch that, watch the video that what happens if you attack a wrestler at a wrestling event, man? You are going to get the shit kicked out of you. <laughs> Greatest one was Triple The question is. Why? Why choose Bret Hart to like make you name a, t attacking someone? Like the guy can't wrestle anymore. Um, the, the, he had like how many strokes so far? Why choose him to make your name? Well, you know they did say that it was the Simpsons that that started it. You know the Simpsons predict everything. Yep. Oh. I, I I I don't understand. I I didn't. And then you had, you know, then you get the the smart marks that I like to call them always, you know, make this uh, paranoia prediction, um, you know, oh, was it was it planned? And then, you know, later on, yeah. you know, you had yep. Enzo and Cass come in to Ring of Honor in New Japan, you know, and cause a bar fight after, you know, you have the G.O.D. end up winning the championships from Ring of Honor, which didn't make sense why you'd have them come in. So I don't know. Um, apparently, people think that they're cool without any training. And uh, I know for one thing, though, I'm not going to step over the barricade or go across the fence line <laughs> or spit in any of the heels because, um, one, it, you're just going to be – you're just an idiot, basically. I'm not even going to go into it any more detail on that. Um, with – okay, so we did impact. So what about with um, NXT UK going to Thursdays from a Wednesday after um, – NXT because you know obviously they have AEW so you're not going to have them there is that a good place for them to be is on a Thursday do you think they're going to get lost 
Um, I don't know if they're going to get lost. I, I think that the network is going to be looking for something to fill the spot that is, they're losing with NXT because from what I understand, the network has been basically sold by NXT. So if NXT is going to television, they got to have something to still sell it. And I just, I mean, the guys, I love the European wrestlers that are on that. I, Walter is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, and I've only seen three of his matches. I mean, he just, he is the kind of wrestling I like. I love Walter and Pete Dunne, those guys. I watch that in amazement. So, I mean, for me, I will still go and watch NXT UK because I want to see those wrestlers. So it really just depends on what you like. There's something for everybody now, which is the, the absolute best place to be. Dave, what do you think? I I haven't really uh, watched too much U, uh, UK, to tell you the truth. Um, is it going to get lost in, in the shift? I, I don't think so. The uh, the growing of the network is you can watch it whenever you want. Um, just because it's out on that certain day, you can wait till the next day to watch it. Um, and in fact, I'm not sure the uh, the statistics to like who watches it when it first comes out, to who watches the replay, to who just watches it on demand. Um, so I, I don't think that one's very, like really um, important that you have to watch it live. Uh, the takeovers, on the other hand, I think everyone's gonna watch it live. Yeah, or as close to it as possible. I think that's the beauty of having a streaming service, you know, something like the network where you don't have to watch it when it's live because there's no way. I tell you right now, there's absolutely no way I'm watching every single one of these shows during the week when it's live. And now Wednesday nights, I'm going to have to choose which one I watch. I don't think it'll be a tough choice week one which show I'm watching live, if I'm being honest. Well, <laughs> but, we're, we're, we'll get to that. We'll get that later there. <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty simple choice for me. I don't think my daughters will allow me to watch AEW live on Wednesday night or even flip over to check to see what's going on without getting yeah, they, hurt. Sure. <laughs> I mean, if it's not your kids, there's going to be like a two, at least two people that are going to be uh, giving you a lot of slack, though, that's for sure. Yeah, so I'm going to have to utilize the DVR on Wednesdays. But, I, you know, like if I could watch NWA anytime, I might check it out. But I'm not going to sit here appointment on Friday night or Tuesday night or whenever it's airing. Yeah, it's supposed you know, to go to Tuesdays. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here on my computer logging in, waiting for it to start on time, you know, especially if Impact's going to be on Tuesday night as well. But since you, you were talking about uh, NWA, I think that's a smart thing to do because, like Dave said, uh, the, um, you know, you have all these streaming services, you know, you could watch it. So like they're supposed to be on, um, let me see here. I have it on my notes. Uh, they're supposed to be on their Facebook, uh, com backslash NWA. And also their YouTube channel NWA is where you're going to be seeing it at six Oh five Eastern, which I think is kind of a, uh, kind of a little rib to TNT because, or TBS, because, uh, isn't that what they were on at six Oh five all the time? Uh, yes, well, the, yeah, that's the NWA. That's the classic time. That's the old school. They're they're really trying to get back to the roots and treat this with respect. Right. And the name of the show is going to be NWA Power. Um, and it's going to be every Tuesday, like I said, starting uh, October 8th. So a week from um, this Tuesday. Yeah, and I, I think the word of mouth is going to be 
what works for NWA because right now there's I don't think there's that many people that are aware of it. But if they have a good show and you can watch it any time, you're going to go to YouTube or you're going to go on Facebook or you're going to go on Twitter. And if everyone's tweeting about this match or this segment, then they're going to share it. Right. That's kind of how that's kind of how I got into TNA in the first place. And I have to thank Dave for that. Now, to be fair, it was VHSs back in the day and tape yeah. trading. Mm, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was word of mouth. Right, Dave? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and for those uh, those few uh, pay-per-views, man, that was our top thing to watch. Now, now take some of the viewers and listeners back to this with VHS because we have a lot. And unfortunately, um, yes, there's a lot of individuals that don't have any idea what a VHS is. So kind of give them a little quick knowledge of what that is. It's a uh, tape. <laughs> there you go. Back in... Back in our day, we used to have this big box, and you had to put another smaller box inside of it that had film on it, <laughs> and you had to press record. Okay, I said and a it quick would record version. the thing, <laughs> and then the you could version. rewind it. <laughs> no, that's it's funny. Like some of my cousins are talking about, um, like like a Disney movie, and all they have is the VHS. And they have to put it in the 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 you know in the in the tape recorder for their kids, and they have to rewind it. And the kids are like, "I want to watch it." Like, I have to rewind it. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you right? just push a button, it rewinds. No, no, child. <laughs> it but, takes a couple minutes. <laughs> but you go back to where you said streaming services. That's why I think what works with MLW Major League Wrestling, because they actually have their show at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, uh, which would be your guys' time out there in the West Coast, and it's on the BN Network. But they rebroadcast it in their pay-per-views as well on Monday nights before Monday Night Raw, which would be right now um, at 6 Central, my time. But it would be 7 Eastern, um, 4 Pacific. Um, and then, you know, Ring of Honor does the same thing with some of their content. Um, I think that's where Impact kind of falls apart because they don't utilize YouTube as much uh, like they do with Twitch. And I don't know if they're... Um, doing anything with their Twitch service still if they're on Access and on Tuesdays. I never did get that and find that out. Uh, but New Japan, um, you know, you guys know more about that New Japan Pro Wrestling than I do. I mean, I watch it every once in a while. I've seen some of the pay-per-views, not so much. Um, but what do you guys feel on that concept with New Japan? Do you think that's going to push them to the side, though, more now? for at least the United States part, because I think they had a hard time uh, selling some of their tickets in their last show. I feel that uh, New Japan doesn't have a big enough following in the U.S. to really be affected by it. Okay, okay. Yeah, like... I don't think it's going to hurt them. Um, see, New Japan also has a website that, that's set up like the WWE Network. Like, they, they air everything live, but then it also goes into the backlog, so you can go back and watch it later, which is great because... Their shows are on at, like, 2 a.m. on the West Coast here. So, you know, 4 a.m. for you. Like, you're not waking up in the middle of the night to watch a pay-per-view. You're really not. Well, and I so have then, once, but that sucks. Yeah. That, that sucks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm just going to stay up all night and watch this five-hour wrestling pay-per-view. No, it's cool. I'll wake up in the morning on Sunday, and I'll, you know, I'll grab my breakfast, and I'll sit down, and I'll watch, uh, you know, Wrestle Kingdom. Now – Okay, so those are the main networks, but here's the thing. With Impact being on Access TV, and, you know, it, 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 it is a move that they have their own network. Uh, Anthem bought it. Um, what do you think that's going to do for, like, women of wrestling, uh, WOW, and 
you know, New Japan and Ring of Honor that are on there, their replays right now. But what do you think? Do you think that they might eventually see and, and look at how Impact's doing on Tuesdays to kind of make and see if they'll go for other networks to be shown on their television shows or I shouldn't say networks, but their shows on their Saturday? I think right now at the moment, if you're a television uh, studio and you, you're not going to be stupid enough to like put wrestling on right now. Uh, it, it's already full. Yeah. I, I, I don't, it's not smart money. Well, I would say I, I would go the other way. I think wrestling's hot right now. And so I think anybody, I mean, from what I understand from people that work for championship wrestling for a Hollywood, which is just local. Well, it started out just local access. They did pretty good numbers on local TV because people like wrestling. They want to watch wrestling. And so if it's on and you're just sitting there flipping two channels, you'll stop and watch it. I, I just, I don't want this to be a ploy by impact to stamp out the other competition. I mean, they bought the network. They could real realistically, they could just take new Japan off. They could take ring of honor off. They could dump the women of wrestling and just put their show on. Um, now, since women of wrestling features some of their talent, I, I think they would be stupid to take off a show that's featuring Tessa Blanchard and girls like that. So uh, they might do that as like, for lack of a better term, their sister show. Um, but I, I hope it's not to push out Ring of Honor and New Japan so that, because I think in the long run that would hurt Impact more than helping them. Right. Um, Talent-wise, and you guys have that, you know, that side of being talent and athletes. What do you think this does for them going forward with this massive amount of, um, you know, just pro wrestling reimagined right now, if I, if I can coin that phrase? Um, what do you think that means for them, that if they haven't been signed yet? Does, I mean, give a little perspective on that. Well, I think if, if, I, if it's me and I have millions of dollars, I'm going out of my way right now to go talk to Ring of Honor and get Jay Lethal and the Briscoes out of their contracts and put them on my television show. I, I, just, I think the money aspect for wrestlers right now is great. It's I mean, because AEW is offering hopefully not stupid contracts that are going to put them out of business, but they're offering real money to the wrestlers so that the wrestlers are going to get paid. But I just feel like at some point there's a finite amount of talent. And if AEW, well, I mean, you've seen it. WWE has been buying up all the talent for three years now. Right. I mean, they, they bought, they signed all those guys from new Japan twice. Now in the last th last three years, they signed up a bunch of guys and AEW signed like 50, 60 guys right away. It, it's, it's insane. How much talent is just in these two companies? I find it hard to believe that a third, fourth, fifth company is going to find talent to be on their product. Well, speaking of uh, you know, getting a bunch of talent, I do have to give credit to the sponsors that make this show possible. Uh, we have Midwest All Pro Wrestling. You go to MidwestAllProWrestling.com and get tickets and feel the excitement. Uh, Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue, great taste in barbecue at a, a, a low price. Remedy Brewing Company, uh, and then we have. Our good old friends from the White Claw Company that uh, has sent me a tweet and said that we're doing a great job. So I figured I'd give them a little credit. They're not quite a sponsor yet. Hopefully, maybe I can work something out. 
Um, let's go to the big mega thing, uh, mega show, uh, big thing that everybody's talking about, and also um, what pretty much matters this week. Uh, let's go with the big uh, Wednesday night war that people like to call it. Um, you have AEW debuting. You have NXT. Uh, and it's the women's matches that has been the talk about. You have AEW. Um, you guys can help me with the name of um, Nyla Rose. And then she's versing, um, and I can't remember her name because I don't want to butcher it. Um, but if you guys can help me with the name and pronounce that, that would be great. I'm not sure who she's wrestling. I, 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 I think I, it's Rio. Is it Rio? Okay. Like, now that I heard it, I can actually say it. But that's for the, the, the first ever uh, AEW Women's Championship. And then we go to NXT. Uh, this is the first night. They're full two hours on USA Network. Um, you have the women's match. You have Shayna Baszler versus Candlest the Ray for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, we have a very... Uh, experience panel here, which is you two, Tiger Man and, and Cole Dawson. Uh, go ahead and break that down. Yeah, why don't you take this one first, Dave? See, let, let, let's break this down. Um, I have all my faith in, in Candice. Um, and Shayna, Shayna is a beast. She's such a great wrestler. Um, her, her style is just, just awe-inspiring. Um, I, that, that that's gonna be the match I want to watch, man. Um, I find Nyla Rose like really sloppy. It, just not a fan. Uh, Rio, I don't really have have much uh, knowledge on her, to tell you the truth. Uh, but definitely NXT swaying me over. Right, um, Cole. Before you respond, I did have somebody phone in to me earlier today, uh, Maru, uh, who is actually a former trainer of. Shayna Baszler back in MMA days in the early days and also in her early, 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 early uh, and uh, recent um, professional wrestling days. Um, I do have to say, though, with what Dave said, I know that they get a lot of critiquing with Nyla uh, because she just didn't look like she was she, she was blown out. If that's the if that's the right key word to say when you're blown saying, up, blown up, blown yeah. up. Sorry about that. Um, and then real. I, I, you know, I don't have anything bad to say about her because like, she's recently new to the U.S. market, you know, for for wrestling. So we'll have to wait and see. But I, I, I am more excited about this uh, NXT women's match because Shayna, she's from South Dakota, where I'm from. Um, not saying that I'm not going to say who I'm going for because, Cole, <laughs> I don't want you to reach through and, and, and grab me across from the table there. But Maru called in and wanted to say his side. And I'm going to see if we can get this played on air, and then I'm going to have you respond uh, to it if you don't mind. All right. Okay, here we go. I'm going to boot it up here. Um, I had to have it recorded um, on, and put it on the computer. So here we go. Let's see if this is going to pop up. And this is all new for me. I just, just decided to try to do this here. Okay, here it's loading up. So with the we go. match coming up uh, on Wednesday night on NXT on USA between Shayna Baszler and Candice Ray, 
I kind of know what your answer is going to be somewhat and who you're going to uh, root for and think that's going to win. But let's ask, who do you think is going to win that title match in that women's championship match on NXT? I think that's a stupid question on what you just asked me. I really think overall you have no clue on what's going on. You have no clue on the pain that's coming to Candice LeRae. Like, why would you ask me something like that? Let's really break this down and think about this. Who has been there? Who's been there since the beginning of the women's MMA revolution? Who was there first? Who was there first? Shayna. Who was there with the women's breakout? The, the women's WWE NXT. Who was there? Who was at the beginning of that? Shayna. So let me ask you this. Why would you ask such a stupid question when it comes to a female, a woman who hurts people, breaks their bones, makes everyone see just how vicious and violent pro wrestling can be? Do you think that Candice LeRae can bring that type of intensity? Do you really believe that she can step in that ring and be as violent as what she needs to be? Can she match that violence as Shayna, the Queen of Spades Baszler? Can she match that violence? Some, some would say that she probably can. No. That she has that experience no. from her background. <laughs> There is a big difference between her background, Shayna Baszler, the queen of spades, the submission magician. Do you realize how many bones she's breaking in the octagon? Do you realize the pain and suffering she's inflicted on her opponents? Look at look at NXT. She's the two two-time NXT Women's Champion. I think it's absolutely foolish that anyone on this planet, any woman on this planet can think that they can step in the ring with someone as violent and mean as her because she doesn't care about you. She doesn't care about anyone. She cares about one thing, and that is her kingdom. And that is the way it's going to be. And there is a reason why she's the two-time, and there's a reason why she's still the champion. She will make Candice LeRae bow. She will make her tap out. She will do what she did. You have three choices. Tap, snap, or nap. That's up to her on what she chooses. That's up to Candice LeRae on which one she wants. Well, just like everybody else, I guess we'll have to wait and see Wednesday night on NXT on the USA Network. Uh, Maru, thank you for answering the questions and stopping by. I think you asked a dumb question. Uh, say, so you, you listen to that, uh, that interview and, you know, he's obviously a huge fan of me for asking that question. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's saying it, uh, very lightly. Um, so since you listened to that, um, and, and maybe you might want to re, uh, educate people on, you know, how you have this connection. Um, why don't we hear your side of the story? What you, what you think with this match is. Well, first, let me start by saying this. Shayna Baszler is without a doubt one of the most dominant champions in the history of the professional wrestling business. Her one loss was kind of a fluky roll-up pin, and she got she avenged that loss immediately. But what I know about Candice LeRae is that she grew up in a family of all boys, me being one of them. 
She's my little sister. She grew up in a family with seven, eight cousins, all of us boys, all of us six feet tall, all of us twice her size. And she played all the sports with us, football, baseball, basketball. She clawed and fought her way every single day to keep up with us and even be as good as us and sometimes better than us on any given day. What I know about Candice LeRae is that she never backs down from a bully. She's not afraid of any human on this planet. What I know is that for the last 15 years of her life, she made a living wrestling men on the independent wrestling scene. She has fought and scratched and clawed, bled and cried her way from nothing all the way to NXT. She wasn't handed anything because she happened to be a reality TV superstar or something where she made a name for herself in another business so she already was established. No, 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 no. She earned her right to be at NXT. She's not running around three-on-one every single night being a bully. Yeah, well, you know what Candice LeRae does? She beats bullies. She doesn't back down from anybody. It doesn't matter whether it's one-on-one with Shayna Baszler or it's three-on-one. She's never going to give up. She's going to fight until her last breath. And I think I see Dave is uh, taking the 405 to the, the 302 train of the way. That I was an airplane flying over the house. Oh, your private jet. Okay. So it's coming to pick you yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that, that uh, you, you said a, a lot there. Um, at that point, uh, with this match uh, happening, uh, do you think that it's going to be a straight clean match? Or do you think that Jessica Jammer and um, – and I and I, I can't remember the other lady's name, and I apologize, but you know I, I have my opinions on those two. Well, um, what I what I know is that wherever Shayna goes, Jess Men and Marina aren't going to be too far behind. <laughs> so as much as I'd like to think that it's going to be a fair fight, and she's going to be you know be a, a sportsman and, or sportswoman and uh, fight a clean fight one on one and try to take out Candace if. When Candace gets the upper hand, I wouldn't be surprised if the other two show up. Right, right. Um, on the other side, but the person I'm scared to show up is uh, Lo Shirai. Yeah. 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 You want, you want Io Shirai to show up and uh, beat up Candace? <laughs> I don't want that, but I think it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, that, it's it's hard when you make a when you make a lot of enemies. That's. <laughs> Do you think Rhea might be involved in that? Because I don't remember who won the match last week because they were supposed to have a number one contenders match. So who would ever go for the title after this this match here for the next takeover? I, You know, I the, the with, with all of the – with NXT going to TV, it's interesting to see if some of the women from NXT UK are going to show up or if more of them are going to show up. Right. I, I think there's a lot of – there's a lot of very talented women that are going after that title right now. And and so we could see something really interesting on the first show where it turns into a bit, a bit of bedlam and, and who knows what's going to happen. But uh, I, I, what most importantly, I'm hoping on all seriousness for a good showing um, for Candace, for Candace to let the world know who she really is and show in a one-on-one -on -one environment, what she can do and I hope both women are at the very top of their game, and it's, it's a phenomenal Right. And they completely outshine the women's match on the other show. 
Uh, either way, whoever wins that match tonight, like I said, I'm going to keep my predictions to myself. Um, whoever wins, they have a huge, huge target on their back, uh, as you both were saying, you know, with, with Io Shirai or even any of the other female wrestlers between NXT UK or NXT. Uh, they'll be gunning, they'll be waiting, and they'll be watching. And that's definitely one thing for sure. Um, gentlemen, is there anything else you want to say before we end the show here? I'm well, good. Yeah, you're Dave's always good. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm good. <laughs> uh, whereas me, I'm always well. I'm all, I'll if you let me go, I'll just ramble all night, and uh, we'll be losing listeners by the minute. <laughs> well, on, on that. <laughs> On that note, I just want to uh, in, uh, tell everybody that's watching and listening that if you do want to uh, listen to this on other platforms that you don't have, uh, you know, capabilities to your phone sometime because it's charging or uh, you just kind of accidentally lost your phone, we have you covered because we are on Apple Podcasts, we're on the TuneIn app, we're on iHeartRadio Podcast, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play Music, we are on Castbox, which is a iOS and Android. Um, app and on listeningnotes.com and this is all powered by kback.rock rock radio you, you forgot we're also on the uh the wwe network if you play your phone loud enough while watching it yes yes <laughs> yes there you go um thank you guys for coming on the show again um like we we always do this every time um a, a trio and then we do smaller um interviews one-on-one uh that i do myself but this is the main show um guys I can't wait to see what happens tonight um, or on Monday, I should say, because we won't drop this until uh, Wednesday morning, uh, the day of the big fight. Um, but I hope that uh, if you do see your sister, uh, wish her good luck. Um, like I said, that's not saying that I'm cheering on the one or the other, but I, you know, um, <laughs> we, we, we see how it is. <laughs> well, you know, I'm from South Dakota, so I'd still cheer on Brock Lesnar, even though I don't think he should have the match. But I see what your guys' opinion on that one was. So, uh, my um, DJ Barbecue, for the Tiger Man, for Cole Dawson, I thank you. I wish you a good evening, good afternoon, and a good night. Peace! I said I'm moving too far. Get to class. <laughs>